Hey, y'all, and welcome to We Needed This, a podcast with Caitlin Heiss and Ellie McKinney. We are beyond excited to create a space for honest conversations. So whether you're a photographer or entrepreneur, sometimes you just need encouragement, support, and perspective, and to know you're not alone. We are so happy you're here, and we can't wait to learn with you, to grow with you, and to connect with you. So click subscribe to hang out with us and get real about business, life, and mindset. What's up, guys? We're back again, back again with Caitlin and Ellie McKinney. We are back with a new episode for the new year, yes. talking about our new attitudes for how we're approaching business and life and all the good things in 2023. All the new, new. And with that, we wanted to make sure that we talked about topics today that are not only going to help you in your business, but your personal life. We're going to talk about some of our goals that we have on top of just being real with you and saying, Hey, this time of year been a little rough, but we're here to kickstart 2023. Kick it off. Shout out to 2023. Oh, goal for 2023 is to do less shout outs than I did in the first episode, but <laughs> Listen, some stuff, so you just have to shout it out. It's okay. How was your new year, Ellie? Oh, it was so great. I think I I've think worked... yours ended a little early, right? Oh, yes. 8 p.m. I honestly think I was asleep by 10. It was a little, a little sad saying it out loud, but it was the best New Year's I've had because every previous New Year I have been working at a wedding and they're so lively and so fun, but I just find myself in the car afterwards being a little, a little sad. Okay. Just like a little, it's like a I bittersweet. Wanna, yes. Yes. Like I'm so happy for the couple, but I'm totally fine with saying that missing out on holidays with my family does make me sad. So this year, yeah, my little boy is five and we decided to throw a party and I'm talking oh like me, my husband and my little boy, but it was a party. And Rye woke up the next morning saying that was the best party I've ever been to. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's so my cute. first 2023 success right there. Stop. Just started it off with a bang. I love it. Oh my gosh. How was your new Rye. year's? It was good. I did get to celebrate with a beautiful couple and shoot my last wedding of 2022 on Yay. New Year's Eve, rang in the new year with them um, in beautiful Boone, North Carolina. Ooh. And she was a little rainy and a little foggy, but we had a great <laughs> time and it stopped raining so we could do the sparklers and the champagne and that's really all that matters. So um, no, it was great. And they are such a fun couple. I had two weddings that weekend. I had a last wedding weekend of the year, double header, last double header of the year. So Goodness. We just, we just went all out, you know? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, it is, it is fun because it's, you know, you get to celebrate and like be with, like do this thing you love doing. I mean, we love the people that we work with and are so honored to get to capture this time in their lives. And then you get in the car and you're like, whoa what just happened and then it, there is a little bit of a bittersweet to it but it is a lot of fun so yeah I think before the, like previous years I yeah. loved it and then you do it multiple times and you're like you know what I deserve one yeah. one 
celebration at home. So I like to switch out holidays and make sure I'm home for different things, depending on our favorites and stuff like that. That's another reason why I love this job though, because we get to kind of curate that ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. For better, for worse, right? For better, for worse. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) A little wedding humor there, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, so we hope that you had a great start to the new year and the new year comes with all kinds of fun posts on social media and things coming across your Pinterest. And I know my TikTok is full of stuff about like goal setting and yes. like reset. I think that's like the new thing. Like the mm. new word is like reset. a new year reset and all that, which I kind of love that, that verbiage, I guess, around it. Um, but I've been seeing people reset their house. I've been seeing people <laughs> reset their closets, um, resetting. I'm a planner girl. So I love like a new, new calendar, fresh Ooh, like the fresh calendar. smell with the pages, mm. even though, you know, my 2023 calendars had stuff on it for a long time, but you know, it's still <laughs> fresh. Cause I wasn't there yet. So, um, but yeah, so if you're in the new year reset mindset, Ooh, mm-hmm. um, we got a couple of things we want to talk about, right? Because most of us are coming off of the busiest season of the year, right? If you're if you're a wedding photographer or that's kind of your niche or priority in your business, we know that especially in the South, hello. Yes. Um, fall is from the end of August, honey. It's Crazy. a downhill slide. Um, so more than anything, I hope you've had a chance to breathe. Um, but more than likely you're finishing up editing. I'm yes. looking at myself as well. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got a couple of things that we could talk about in order to kind of make the most out of this off season. I know that's a scary term sometimes, but of this downtime, a little less frequent of working and wedding and all of that good stuff, shooting less. So we got a couple of things we want to talk about, right, Ellie? Yeah. And I think before we start digging into this, A lot of times, especially during down season, we can also decide that we need a little rest. And that is exactly what down season is meant to be for. We need to take a time to just step back from our business, step back from, you know, constantly shooting with this down season, know that busy season is going to be here before we know it. So some of the things that we talk about today are in order to help the next busy season for you. So instead of just looking at it and this time as a very specific slow season, you can kind of adjust and think about it as preparation, organization, setting yourself up for success to grow even more, even when you're in the busiest of seasons. All of the retweets there, hot takes from Ellie. Love that. That's perfect. (laughs) No, because I am raising my hand because I say this and I'm really talking about myself. When off season comes for me, I am off. Like I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to. It's not that I don't love it, but it's just like, I want my brain to just be at neutral and like not thinking about weddings. <laughs> I was going to say numb. And I was like, wait, that's yeah. a little much. <laughs> right. Yeah. But Maybe yes. not that far, <laughs> but I mean, sometimes, you know, right. 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 Um, but like, I can, I feel like it's easy for all of us, especially when you've worked so hard and like given so much that it's like, I'm done and I'm done. And then, like you said, the busier season sneaks up on you. So You're quickly, like, oh. and it's like, crap, I should have done all of these things. Like, before now 
Um, and I'm definitely guilty of that. So while I hope this helps just one person out there, the one person might be me, y'all, honestly, because I feel <laughs> no, like- No, and me too. <laughs> these are all going to be good reminders for all of us. So we're going to talk about business first, mm. right? We got, we got a couple different categories. So don't think this is the only thing you should focus on. And maybe your off season is just picking one of these things to focus on, oh, and to put your energy into. Don't feel like you have to continue to spread yourself too thin. If you are feeling a little burnt out, if you're feeling a little like overwhelmed or, you know, any of those things, maybe just pick one of these categories to really prioritize in your new year, new attitude, reset all the good things. Um, or maybe you're like, heck yeah, I'm ready to overhaul and focus on all of them. So <laughs> Enneagram, you know, hi, it, hello. We see you. <laughs> um, choose your bliss here, kids. So first off, we're going to talk about a little business. Yes, Ellie. Yeah. Business is something that, I mean, listen, it's tax season. We have a lot mm. of things going on that are not the fun part of our business. So not Everyone's only blood is pressure it. pressure just went up, by the way, when you said that. Mine too. It's okay. I'm trying to breathe. (laughs) It's something that we can already be so affected by this season. I think naturally as creatives, we can find ourselves in a completely different headspace during this time of year than we do in the fall or other busy seasons throughout the year. And so to think about focusing on business will make some of us cringe inside, but What we want to do is make sure the option is there. We're talking about it for people who want to jumpstart their year, digging right into the next thing. Everybody's at a different stage. So if this business stuff is overwhelming for you, I think just being able to think about it and walk through what could be next for your business is going to be very helpful because if you start with a thought, you can then start on execution little by little to where you can make moves in your business. Now, here's the thing, like I said, tax season. It's a little slow. We're not having the time of our lives right now. I wouldn't say that anybody would be like, this is my season and I'm here to get it. But what we can think about is shifting our mindset to really look back on the past year and find things to be thankful for and to figure out what we did really well, because it's hard as a business owner to slow down and look at the past when all you want to do is see success in the future. But Mm, there are so mm -hmm. many things that every single person who's listening right now, even you and me, as much as we don't even want to admit it ourselves, there are so many things that we should be celebrating right now that we accomplished last year. Yes. Last year includes a lot of change, no matter who you are. So in that, finding the strengths that you have and being able to recognize them, write them down and find ourselves in a positive headspace about our general business. Like we do self-affirmations in real life, right? Like why can't we do that for ourselves as business owners? Because they would look very different of what we're saying to ourselves to sort of motivate us to take on this year and that self-reflection to be in a more positive note. And I think that kind of plays on something we talked about last episode of like, we work so hard as entrepreneurs. And especially if you're just starting out, like not everybody's going to see your wins and not everybody's going to even realize some of the things that you are accomplishing behind the scenes. So make sure that you acknowledge like, Hey, if this is your first year or if it's your 10th year, like you said, you know, like focus on those wins and just actually write them down. I had not done that until last year. That was the first time that I actually wrote down 
um, I didn't go month by month, but if something happened in a specific month, I was like, I have one that happened in September and that's like in my brain right now, but I wrote like September, 2021. Yes. Okay. I was like, Oh gosh, what year is it? Hello. <laughs> um, but I was like, this happened or, um, like that was the year I went full time. So for yeah. me, I was, we talked about this before, like being very numbers focused. Mm -hmm. Like I was very focused on the numbers because I had walked away from my full-time job and this was now my full-time job. So I had throughout the different quarters, I had been, I had looked ahead and been like booked X amount of weddings this month, booked X amount of weddings this year total. And so like I was writing those wins down as I got them because that was my focus. But also it was nice to like look back, especially this year when booking trends are always changing. And I oh, was yeah. like, oh, okay. It, it's nice for record keeping just as a logistical thing, but also like to be like, wow, like, okay. Like, I see the forward progress. I see the needle moving on the, on the gauge here. So that was a really big win for me, like just overall in my mindset for business as well. Like, because sometimes when you're in the midst, like you can forget some of the stuff that you've done as well. Oh, like, for sure. Oh yeah. I did do that. Or, oh yeah, I did shoot that much or whatever. And so I think it's good to like have tangible reminders of that. Yeah. And if we're the same in this, which we might be, it's one of those things where we set our minds on everything we're supposed to be accomplishing next and just completely pass by all of the work that we've put in to be exactly where we are right now. Um, and, you know, on the flip side of things, thinking about the weakest link in your business, we want to spend time thinking positively about ourselves most definitely as creatives and then once we're in a healthy headspace to do so, because I think that's a part of it, we need to say, okay, what is the weakest link? What is something that I continuously have to spend a ton of time on or redoing or communicating to clients? And that's how you know, a lot of people in a new year are like, oh, I want to get this type of different client and do these sort of things. And then they start, you know, redoing their marketing, but then they're not getting the bookings that they thought that they should have. And it's because they're not acknowledging that weakest link in their business that already exists and then fixing that to help elevate the rest. So I think if we're asking ourselves an honest question, what is the one thing in your business that is the weakest link and starting from focusing on that specific thing to grow business that next year? I love that. Yeah. Um, not to sound like a, um, marketing textbook, but here we go. Um, if you've never done a SWOT analysis, absolutely on Strengths, your business, tell them. Yeah, so SWOT S W O T. <laughs> if you've already, if you already know what this is, you're like, okay, Caitlin, like we get it. But <laughs> if you haven't, it's good. And it's, it's yeah. like one of those things that like you learn in school and you're like, I'm never going to use this. And yes, you will. So here we go. Mm -hmm. So S strengths wins all the things that we just talked about a second ago about writing down those things you're already either doing well, or maybe even just things you're excited about that you already accomplished. Um, W is your weaknesses. Like Ellie yeah. was saying, like, where are the weak points? What, you know, what they are And that just because you have weaknesses doesn't mean that you're not already so successful, but it's like, you know, the things that are pain points or trigger points in your business. So physically writing them out and then, O opportunities, opportunities and, and opportunities is my favorite one mm -hmm. because so many of your weaknesses can be opportunities because a lot of times kind of like what Ellie was saying 
It's not even that your weaknesses are something you're bad at. It might just be something that's neglected. So if there's something in your business that is just neglected and therefore is a weakness, it's a major opportunity. If you're like, if I neglect this less, I'm probably going to see some major results because it just hasn't had any energy or priority put towards it. So O is huge, right? Opportunities are big. And those two things are so closely linked. And your T is your threats. And so I feel like some of them can kind of bleed into one another, but you know, your threats can kind of, you can kind of look at it as, you know, if I don't do those things, if I don't take stock of my opportunities or put energy into my weak points, like what are the threats that are facing my business if that doesn't happen? Um, And so I think once you've kind of put yourself in a positive, like moving forward mind space, doing that and physically writing them down. I know I'm a pen and paper girly. So if you're an iPad girly, <laughs> you can talk that. to me or right. I love, like I've been getting into digital planning though. Oh, proud of myself. Yeah. With my little Apple pencil, but you know, write it like having some kind of tangible, like list format of that stuff and like referring back to it, whether you put it on your vision board or you got a secondary vision board, however many vision boards it takes you to do it. Right. Um, I think it's good to have those things written out. Get it out. If you don't mm-hmm. solve what your opportunities and weaknesses are right now, they're just going to build upon each other. And you're going to go a year or two later wondering why you're still booking the same restrictions with the same restrictions that you were previously. Instead of handling something that's very hard, taking it on during a time when you have the capacity and the time to be able to do so, it's like anytime that something happens in our business, it can become a trend and happen over and over and over again, but there will be no more issue until a slightly other issue arrives, which will be much smaller because we've already handled what's on our plate for now. And that was a big roundabout way of saying. No, (laughs) No, but it makes sense because I think ultimately what that boils down to, (laughs) boils, good Lord. It boils down. It boils down to (laughs) is when we are talking about this, something popped in your mind. If you're listening to this and you're like, what's yeah. the, what's my elephant in the room or the thing that like, when I start thinking about it, my freaking heart rate goes up and I'm already stressed. You know what it is. You I'll share, it is. I'll share mine from a few years ago. I'm ready. Um, so I kept getting people asking when their galleries were going to come in, stressing me out, like, girl, I'm excited too. But like, can I just have some time to finish these edits? And people would be trying to confirm to make sure they had the right place and time for their engagement sessions. And it was like overwhelming communication was the weak link in my entire business. And then I decided to take a down season to come up with email templates to save in Google And try to just have these automated responses that go to people so that I could just say, okay, I've communicated. And now my inbox is like kind of silent, like to the point where if it's not an inquiry, like it's, it's pretty quiet. And at first I'm like, oh my gosh, am I connecting as well? And I am, but it's through the automated emails and things that I've put out. And so now I'm able to handle the newer that almost seem like smaller problems with more grace because I don't have that backlog of emails to catch up on, you know? It's more of a, you, you change to a proactive communication strategy rather than reactive. Yeah. And and I think whether you're proactive or reactive kind of ebbs and flows depending on where you're at in your business, but that was a major thing for you because now it's quiet because 
you have proactively communicated like people are what you need to say taken care of they know what's happening know what to expect when to expect it and before I was just like, oh my God, I don't know if I could be a photographer for many more years because I am drowning and just felt the heaviness of everybody relying on me and wanting things so fast. So for that next year, I honestly just let that sort of simmer and had that same feeling for the entire next year of my business. And then it took me two full years of doing business to realize like, hey, I could, I could do something about this. Like this is yeah. all in my control. So and just reduce the overwhelm because you're a better version of yourself when you're less overwhelmed. You Ooh, know don't I mean? we know? Right. We all are. <laughs> but I, the, what you said about your email templates, that was kind of what my idea was for my suggestion for New Year, New Attitude is workflows. I think, oh, yeah. you know, especially for like photographers that maybe are going full time for the first time or they are, um, they're just starting out the sooner you get your systems in place. So that can be as, as um, like foundational as getting a CRM for the first time, totally. or maybe you have a CRM and you haven't really dug into like the automations and like all the extra kind of steps like Ellie was talking about, you know, I think taking time to sit down and really delve into what's going to be best for me in order to respond and be, you know, in contact with everyone and keep up with everything and keep up with my inquiries and all that good stuff. And then look at also what's going to be good for my client. How do they need to hear from me and really decide what you want those order of operations to look like while you're in the down season, when it, you have kind of the time to just sit with it and look at it and click all the buttons that you maybe haven't clicked in a while and see what kind of templates you could be using, doing all of that kind of stuff now, um, I think is. I, I try to do that every year, regardless of what my foundation right. and my CRM looks like anyway. Like I try to sit down with it and make sure like things are toggled on that should be on like <laughs> automatic responses aren't actually turned on when they should be, or, you know, like different things like that, that need to be in place. So if you don't have a dedicated workflow or a workflow that you like, I mean, right. That's even more, you know, you have to enjoy the system that you're using. So maybe you're, you're joining a CRM for the first time, or maybe you need to make a switch because there's something that is making your life harder or isn't simplifying it enough. Um, now's a great time to do that. And it's a good time to just kind of take stock and evaluate the systems that you have in place now. Yeah. And it could be as simple as let's say you're a family photographer and you keep getting location questions. What locations do you love? Well, I really want this setting. Well, now you have to tell them the fee. Now you have to figure out if they're booking it, if you're booking it, what's that look like in your contract? So again, you could just have a one pager of all of your favorite locations that you like to shoot in that you make in Canva or even an easy Google shareable doc where it just has a link to how people need to book that spot or if it's free, how much it is and save yourself hours in your career by just putting everything in one space. So anything from as little as something like that to creating a CRM, which client relations management, if you all don't have one yet, it's basically where all of your contracts, um, questionnaires, how you keep up with their documents. Yes. It's brilliant. That calendar. Oh girl, the Google calendar. calendar. <laughs> we need I it all. My life. Right. <laughs> Um, but honestly, getting a CRM of any form was the best thing I did early on in my business. 
Um, I didn't make it too far into it without having one because I realized how critical it was. Um, but it's never too late to start. So if you are on, I mean, whatever system works best for you is great. Like keep going with that. But I will say having something that is ultra organized, has some automated features or has some um, communication features, contract features, things like that, um, ways to receive payments, all of that good stuff. Um, it can be a major improvement and a major stress reliever in a lot of ways, because I mean, we have a lot of clients and a lot of us, I mean, yes, I'm mainly a wedding and elopement photographer, but I still shoot lifestyle sessions. I still, you know, I still have a, my couple little seniors every year and my few <laughs> families and all that stuff. It. So like, that's a lot of people, you know, that I have to try to keep track of and know where everybody's, what everybody's needing from me. So if you don't have a formalized CRM, if you're living off of spreadsheets, my shameless plug to go Time ahead. For a change. Let this do be your sign. Yeah. Do some research. It will make your life so much easier. Yes. And with that, hopefully we gave you enough in this business category to at least spark some things in your mind to get started on in this new year, what you're feeling, thinking about all of the positives, and then also being able to bring up that weak spot and seeing what you can make up for in your business to make your life so much easier going forward in this year during the downtime that we do have. Ooh, I think I have one bonus. Bonus. It's so tight. Bonus Fast. for business. Bonus round. Um, if you have a website currently, your website loves you and your website misses you. If you haven't been <laughs> updating her. Um, Are you talking to me? <laughs> wow. No, I'm because... not calling anyone by name. It's because we've yes. all been there. Um, I I love just messing with my website. I'm sure my web designer would be like, "Would you quit?" But I just I enjoy <laughs> it. But I understand that's not something that everybody loves. But you have a whole year, or probably a half a year at least, if you were play playing with it in the summer, you know. But um, you've probably shot an entire fall worth of images. Mm-hmm. of beautiful sessions and beautiful weddings and let people see beautiful it. couples. Let people see your pictures. Let people see your work. Let your website, just show her some love. <laughs> just put some new photos on your website. If you haven't done it already, now's the perfect time to do it. You can just sit on your gallery service and look through all the gorgeous photos. Don't heart count your little favorites and just heart your little favorites and update that website girl because download them websites before right. you upload. So your website will run on, you know, to the correct Hello. speed. Oh, yes. <laughs> but that was my bonus round. If you haven't updated your website now, time. time. Perfect. <laughs> That's my goal by the end of January is to at least get the homepage updated. It's fine. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So speaking of our next category, creativity. So you just put a ton of creativity into this past year, whether you're feeling a little burnout or not. This is also just to back what Caitlin said now to go back and look over what you've done this past year, another little positivity mindset shift so that you can go into the new year, recognizing how much you actually did create within those last 12 months. Yes. I think one, one thing that I was a little ahead of the game for was before the end of the year, I made a reel Oh, because you know, your girl is terrible <laughs> at anyways, but I'm terrible at the real and TikTok stuff. That's one of my goals for this year. But I had one that was like a 2022 
recap kind of thing. And so I went through a bunch of my galleries because, you know, you can't fit every, like, you can't fit everything in the, in the reel, but I was like, let me just kind of narrow it down for myself a little bit to try to like get some of my favorite photos, which there was like over 200. And I was like, okay, so (laughs) I'm the maximalist of the group. That's fine. Um, but I'd pick out like 10 and be like, ew, (laughs) (laughs) no, I was like, Oh, I like that one, but Oh, I like this one. And you know, like, it's just like the piece of hair is like slightly different or the veil (laughs) blue, like, you know, I'm that girl, but, um, I think even if you, if you're not doing it for Instagram or TikTok or whatever, you should still go through your galleries and like pick some of your favorite images of the year. I think that's such a good way to reflect. Um, because I know that I love my clients and we have so much fun and I love getting to be a part of these like incredible events with them, but it's still like when you hit that, like quote unquote off season, it's like, you just want to take a breath. And I know that I can feel very drained of creativity because you feel like you left it all out on the field. That is how you're, that's how you're supposed to feel in a way, you know, like you want to feel like you gave everybody everything you got. So it's good to be like, okay, these are some things again, that I did well, that I really liked that I was like, Oh, I was in my bag with that one. Like I really, (laughs) I really did something right there. That was good. You know? And then kind of use that to either direct your steps for this year or you know maybe you're maybe you're debating a style change or maybe you're debating a editing shift or something like that and kind of use those things to kind of guide one way or the other what you're planning on creating for this year yes and if you cannot make your mind up like me that's okay too that's okay too (laughs) Creativity takes time just as anything else does. Um, But what are some things that you're doing for creativity in the upcoming year? So I, this was one of my biggest weaknesses for 2022. Um, And I knew this back in the fall. I was like, "Mm, put her on the list because, (laughs) um, but I did not shoot for myself enough in 2022, which is kind of the result of a good thing of being really busy and feeling like when I wasn't shooting, I wanted to, you know, be working on the behind the scenes of my business or resting or like being with my (laughs) husband. One of those (laughs) things that I have going on. Um, but I did not shoot enough for myself last year. Um, I feel like that's something I've been really good at in all the other years, whether that was, doing a model call just for myself or like attending an event, a styled shoot, a workshop, something like that. Um, I have, you know, really focused myself on doing those things, but this year, I guess just like with my schedule, that was just something had to go and that was it. So I really want to make sure that I'm carving out time to either create for myself or just attend things that other people are already putting together like style shoots just to kind of like just have the um the freedom to create and like the no pressure and just to enjoy other people's company and you know learning from others and seeing how other people are working and just kind of getting re-energized from being with other like-minded creatives so those are kind of things that are that's that's what I'm hoping is going to really give me the creativity boost that I kind of missed this year you know I definitely think it will. And you said carved out time. So you've carved out time in 2023 specifically for this. And I think a lot of us as creatives can start to think of it as like, 
oh, it naturally needs to come to me, or I'm going to know it when I see it, or all of these I'm other things. I'm violently shaking when my I head. Have... <laughs> Caitlin's <laughs> over there, like, swinging her head back and forth. <laughs> um, <laughs> if they're watching this video, they'll be like, wow, Ellie, you're dramatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but really, I just knew what was inside of your brain, and you're, like, throwing up X's. So, yeah. you know, we, uh, we think, okay, well, when I have time, there's all these excuses that go through our head, but Similarly to Caitlin, I have the same situation where I was so busy in my business. And if I wasn't busy enough in my business already, I was helping other photographers. And so I became so done with styled shoots. I didn't want to see another one. I didn't want to be a part of another one. It was just something where I was like, there is no way that I have enough time for anything like that. And what is great is now that I've had a little break from the hustle of all of the things and I've kind of changed my entire layout to be more about the balance, I am excited for this year and what I'm creating. And I normally openly share everything with everybody. So if I do a styled shoot, I'm hosting it for other people. If I am attending a workshop, it's either to be a part of it from an education perspective or in some type of way that's assisting others. Um, and this year I still have those things because I love it so much. There's just no way I would feel whole without it, but <laughs> I have some things just for me. And I'm like, Mwahaha, cause I, I just finally <laughs> feel like I'm going to be able to create for me. And I'm so excited because I have no clue what that's going to look like. It's been so long. And I, I you know, I think that's, the number one way to do it is just to make sure that you prioritize it. You know, when I don't want you to hear us saying like, oh, I was just working so much and then I didn't have time. And so that was off. And so that off time, like I, you know, I don't want you to think like, well, gosh, like if I'm not shooting then, or if I'm not being paid to shoot, I need to be shooting something. And for some times in your business that's probably true like if Absolutely. you're still learning and growing in your craft like yeah you should be shooting all the time like you know make time for yourself but really prioritize like being behind that camera I but told my friend today on a on a random voice memo you know we love those <laughs> that you I personally think you have to be a yes person before you can be a no person because there are yeah. so many opportunities missed so exactly to your point like Anything that you shoot, especially in the beginning of the, your career, whether you're switching up marketing areas completely, that is going to help change your business. But then you get to a certain point, like we're talking about now, where we went through our no period and now we're carving out time for more yeses that benefit yes. us and our business. Absolutely. But, in, and if you're in that no time, that is okay. That is also okay to be like, listen, like I need to focus on the clients that I'm getting paid to shoot and my schedule is overwhelming and I have like barely enough time to edit. Like, don't feel like you've got to be going to a styled shoot every week or, you know, every couple months or whatever. But like, mm -mm, if no. an idea comes to you or something feels really good that you want to create, just give yourself time, whether it's next week and you have an opening and you're going to go for it, or it's like, okay, you know, by the end of second quarter or by the middle of the summer, I want to make sure that I have time to do this thing. Like that's what we mean is just making sure that it's a priority for you. Yes. And the last one is probably a big one. Maybe we should have started with this, but <laughs> probably it's a big one because it's so important and it is, it doesn't matter what your business is, what your 
um, like what you do in your business. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, I feel like it's already a big focus in culture more often today now than it ever has been, but yes. it's because it's so critically important to your overall well-being, and that is your mental health. So if you are looking at a new year, new attitude, mental health, mental health has to be a part of it. And, um, especially, I don't want to like get emotional about it, but especially as like entrepreneurs and individuals running businesses, most of us don't have coworkers or like a traditional office setting. You're kind of alone a lot, or you're like, you're working independently, maybe in your house, like, you know, it's just you and the computer screen. Um, I feel like in the creative industry, mental health is not necessarily um, talked about in the way that it should be as far as like how important it is to really keep a check on yourself. Um, so really that, that to me has to be everybody's top priority. If you do nothing else, your mental health and making sure that you are in a good place um, has to be number one. Maybe it's not for you, but it is in, in the way that I look at things. Yeah. I think even the topics we've covered already, bits and pieces of those had sprinkles of mental health, um, prioritizing that, especially whenever we talk about recapping the year, thinking of yourself in a positive way, realizing that you already have success and what that looks like. And as our mental health increases, we become better wives, parents, friends, family members, and entrepreneurs at the same time. Um, from a mental health perspective, I know I just mentioned routines, but is there anything outside of routines that you can think of that have helped your mental health in the photography industry in general? So I think the reason why it makes me emotional is because like mental health is probably like one of the biggest things that I have struggled with. Um, from a perspective of things that have like always been going on in my health that I've had to deal with, but also like um, external factors of we've had like tragedy in our personal lives over the last three years in a row. Yes. You um, so that impacts like that impacts how you function and how you go through, you know, life, much less trying to also make people happy and follow through for them and all that good stuff. Um but I think, you know, if you need to see or talk to somebody, like making sure that those things are happening, but also from a business perspective, I think one of the best things that I have done is really curated my like support system as far as not only family and friends, but people who are in similar um, areas of work as I am, people that are entrepreneurs as I am. Um, that I can talk to that understand because I am very, very lucky that I have a very supportive spouse and a very supportive family who like lifts me up and supports what I do and are very encouraging, but there's always going to be a little bit of it that they don't understand because they, their line of work is totally they, different. They just right? can't. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So I think finding people who you trust and who that, or who are going to reciprocate that trust in you that you can kind of talk to about you know, the stuff that it's like, I don't want to say this out loud to anybody, but I feel like I need to say like, I'm overwhelmed or like, I'm, you know, 
I love my job, but it's stressing me out or, you know, people that are really going to understand me, like having those few people that I know that I can really be vulnerable with is a big help to me just because I know that while their situation or circumstances in their business might be different than mine right now, they have been where I'm at or they're going to be where I'm at at some point and have those ways to empathize with what I'm going through. Yeah. You found your community. I think for me, it took me a while to find my community and I still have different communities within my community. <laughs> does that make sense? I have, yeah, sure. I have like the person I go to, to complain a little bit whenever I get overwhelmed is a very different person that I, than who I go to whenever I am like, oh my gosh, I'm just not good enough. Like I got to figure out how to get there. And like, what does this look like? And that person doesn't look the same as somebody I go to who started the same year as me in the industry. It is like, can you believe these blurred photos out here? Like, what <laughs> right, <is happening>? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we used to hide that. And so it's like showing my age a little bit there, but it definitely is something to where I think it's okay not to find a group of people who all know each other that you can have like these micro groups within this larger sense of community as well. Yeah. I think it's so hard when you are like a business of one, because we already have so many job titles that we, we have to perform all those job functions, I guess is what I should say. Yeah. You're the marketing director. You're the person actually doing the work. You're the um, community relations director. <laughs> You're the PR person, you're the social media coordinator, you're all of those things. And so it's hard to also be your own HR or your own counselor and all that mm -hmm. stuff too. So I think finding that community of people, you know, who are also like, because let's be honest, like it can feel a little isolating to do what we do, oh, especially definitely. if like, if all of your other friends are like, I hate to say normal, but you know what I mean? Like have a typical, <laughs> nine to fivers, like, a nine to five. And I like, there's nothing wrong with being on a nine to five. No, like, so no. don't hear that. But, um, it is a different you know, lifestyle. everyone else is on that schedule and, you know, they're not working on the weekends and they're not having to plan their life a year and a half in advance. I mean, some people do because they're, they're that type a, and that's them and they do that, but <laughs> we don't really have an option. Like we kind of have to, especially if you're shooting weddings, like, you know, you're going to have things planned out for yourself a year and a half in advance. And so it right. can be hard because they just don't live that way and that's okay. So I think finding people within the creative community or within the photography community specifically, um, like you said, it doesn't even have to be somebody that lives in your same state, mm -mm, um, but just finding somebody that you really connect with and that you trust and that trusts you in return um, to just be able to relate to someone. And I mean, Ellie and I do this probably to a fault. <laughs> um, some of my other friends and I do this, like we'll inadvertently co-work for a whole day over the phone or, <laughs> you know, whatever, because we're just sitting there, um, in the light room staring for the 11th hour in a row. And we just need to like, you know, just have that kind of camaraderie. So, I Caitlin's like my, Caitlin's my mental sugar. Like when I need a little sugar, pick me up oh, <laughs> Caitlin uh, on the phone, just gets me energized again. gets me thinking of something outside of that 
rotation of okay exposure how's it look <laughs> and then we're able to like bring it back to the excitement of like oh my gosh yes this wedding can you believe it like it was the most amazing thing and I'm editing this one right now and so the mental state that I am able to be in after connecting with somebody who is like-minded or going through the same things is substantially different and I think it's been so helpful I'm going to take a hard left turn here because I think there is a point and we've kind of lightly touched on it a couple of times. I think we're going in the same direction in our minds. So let's speak it. I feel like probably (laughs) we, um, er, like the word burnout Gary, is it two words or is it one? It's Mm, a great question. I like combo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) burnout gets thrown out a lot and it's because it's both a symptom of what we do, but I also think it's just kind of like a natural part of the cycle of what we do as well. Um, but there is a point where burnout is not just like, he, he, ha, ha, I need a break. I need a vacation. I need whatever. Burnout can be really, really serious and it can lead to, you know, feeling depressed or feeling more anxiety or things like that. Like if you let that go unchecked for too long. And so I think one really important thing that I need everyone to hear us say is like, you have to know like what you're like what your max is for that feeling, because you have to know when to like step away to, you know, send that email saying like, I have to take a couple of days off. Like here's your updated delivery times, like all this stuff, or, you know, maybe you're well within your delivery range and you just need a couple of days off where you don't look at your computer. Um, I think doing that for yourself is very critical because while yes, we need to honor our deadlines and, you know, um, create great experiences for our clients. Like we cannot do that if we are in a negative headspace mentally. And so while that's not to bring the mood down, it's just a very like realistic look at, you know, there's a point where more photography or more creatives isn't going to do it for you. You need to go outside. You need to put the computer down. (laughs) Right. And like we laugh and it's funny, but it's also real because, you know, there's only so much you can take of that like overwhelmed stress feeling and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of taking a step back, like making a list of new priorities of like, okay, how do I get through this mountain of work that I have for myself? Um, and just knowing when to step away so that you can eventually come back and complete it, um, I think is really, really important because, you know, I feel like we, we've talked a little bit about, it is hard to separate us from the business and create that like work-life balance kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that figuring out a way to separate you from the business that you love is so, so important to maintaining a positive, like mental state. Yeah. And we, we were definitely on the same category. I am on a sub category that levels out with that one. So we're just going to keep it real for a few more minutes and then we'll just uplift and love and (laughs) bring light on the last few of this episode. Um, But what I was thinking, how you brought up burnout I started thinking this is something that a lot of people do not talk about. And I think we are the ones who are capable of it. And to bring up the fact that if someone is negatively impacting your mental health, whether it be in the industry or a friend, it is okay to separate. It is okay Mm. to let it go and realize that it is not best for you. 
I am very emotional whenever it comes to relationships. And so me thinking of separating myself from someone really hurts me even to think about. And this was, this past year was the first year of my life that I actually put myself as a priority and started to separate a little bit from the people who were adding on to the downward spiral that I was already feeling. And it's not to say like, I blocked them and they're done, like, (laughs) bye, never see you again. But what I did do is I took steps to set boundaries. And I think that's what's most important about mental health, no matter what category we dig into, it's the boundary that we set for ourselves and realizing what we're feeling in the moment and what's impacting it. Because the more self-awareness we have, the more we can build a future of those healthy boundaries to level set our own expectations and maintain the mental healthiness that can potentially be achieved. And I think the boundaries also come with the kind of work that you're doing, you know, as well as the people that you're doing it with or around, you know, if we set goals and we create a vision for ourselves and we run towards that, right? Like we work so hard and we, you know, try to do all the right things and get the right workflows in place and all the stuff that we've talked about. (laughs) Automation. Right. Yeah. You know, you see how this is all building up, but, um, you know, you may get to the end of this year, the end of 2023 or the middle of 2023 and realize what I thought I wanted isn't Mm -hmm. what I wanted. And that is also impacting me. Or, you know, maybe I've, I set a really wide net of the kind of things I wanted to shoot or the kind of sessions I wanted to do, or maybe I only wanted to do lifestyle and no weddings or whatever, but now I feel myself being pulled in a different direction or pulled into a different genre or niche or whatever it's also okay to set boundaries within yourself of like, okay, I'm going to change my vision and run in that direction as well. You know, like just because you've kind of set that as your intention for the year, you've set one thing as your intention doesn't mean that those things can't evolve. Just like your community can evolve, can evolve your friendships can evolve like what for better, for worse, or, you know, different priorities, however that works out for you. I think setting boundaries in both the people that you surround yourself and let into the most vulnerable aspects of your life and your business are just as important as the kind of work that your business entails, Mm, because I think that those can impact your mental health as well. If you're like really trying to force this thing that you thought you wanted and it's like, what is that like? square peg round hole or like whatever it is like <laughs> yeah you know it just isn't working and so maybe sometimes that's the universe telling you like that it's okay like because you're supposed to be over there but you're wasting your time and that's why you feel bad so you know really being honest with yourself and taking stop stock of like what is making you happy in your business like and it, it just the same like what you were saying with people in your community you know really taking time to sit with yourself and just sit with how you feel about the different aspects and knowing that's the way that I should like the way that makes you feel the best or the way that makes you feel the most fulfilled is probably the way that you should go. And that I feel like when I did that, like my, that part of my mental health was like, Oh, well that just eliminated all that stress for me. You know what I mean? Kind right, of like, right. Oh, okay. That's why I was feeling the way I was feeling. <laughs> Definitely. And it's, it's things that are heavy like that, that we always want to be able to talk about on this podcast 
And it could be something as small as stretching every day. Listen, I started stretching every day for the past week and a half. I'm a new human. Oh my gosh. I am (laughs) just feeling very balanced in my mind, which is not something that has naturally happened over these past few years. And anything that would normally overwhelm me, it's so silly how something so small, I don't know if it's just because I have a moment to think without intrusive thoughts, because I'm doing nothing else except for stretching in those moments and breathing. You know, I play like the meditation music, super extra, just be like, yes, yes this is my life. Well, and I'm loving that. it. But it has made a huge difference. So whether it's the people who surround you, whether it's your burnout as a whole, whether it's anything that is taking you to that negative headspace, just choose one thing to start working on. It's sort of like what we talked about in the business of the weakest link. It's for mental health. What's something that's reoccurring in your life that you'd like to make a change on. And for me this past year, it was separating from people who in conversations would bring me down. And now I'm not being brought down by people who I let into my life for reasons um, that were to help them. And so now, not only am I not giving myself up to somebody I don't get anything in return from, but I'm able to be just more stable and confident and realize that I have tons to offer and I have this goal that I want to work for. And I'm I'm just more protective of it, I think. Yeah. So, you know, check your, um, your MySpace top eight, make sure that that is in order. <laughs> What's that saying? I feel like it's Southern where it's like, I feel like you're looking at me like you should know you you will. That's how she just looked at me. Y'all. She just said, what's that Southern thing? And like, looked at me, the amount of friends that I can count on one hand or whatever it is, you know, I like, feel that. Yeah. 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 And, and it's something that we shouldn't, a lot of times on social media, we can be overwhelmed by either somebody's work or the friendships that they have or how much fun they look like they're having. And so all of these things play a role in our overall mental health. And we need to recognize how much our business impacts us. Absolutely. And so whether it's in your personal life, you know, start that new habit, maybe you open up a planner for the first time this year. Mm -hmm. Maybe you got a facial on December 29th, me, (laughs) and you rededicated yourself to your skincare routine. Um, uh, That's been good for me. Um, Just creating positive habits, whether they are, they're probably going to be both business and personal related but making sure that you are taking care of yourself, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's a heavy thing or not that big of a deal, just like one little simple switch I could flip. Um, Creating that balance for yourself and creating the positive headspace for yourself is going to help you be the best version of you for your business, but also the best version of you for your life um, that you can be. I love that take care of each other also. So, yes, you know. I feel like we covered so much goodness today and there were so many things that came up that we weren't even expecting, but we wanted to give it to you as real as we could. Yes. So listen, if there was something on this podcast that you heard about so far that you want us to dig into more or that you think is a hot topic that we could maybe dig into for you or something that you haven't heard a lot of people talk about, let us know. You can DM us, email us, whatever you feel, and we are here for it. Thank you. Take care of yourselves. 
if you're out there listening and start this new year with a new you, a new attitude, or it could be the same you just slightly improved, whatever. We're looking for forward progress here, people. We're so, looking for that reset. Yes. yes. Resetting and living our best lives. That's the best. So thank y'all so much for listening. You'll hear from us soon, but until then I'm Caitlin and I'm Ellie and we will talk to you later. Bye.